edition of Brother Reg. I'm your host, Reg Allen, and I'm joined by my good friend, JT Wild. JT, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Reg. It's a pleasure to be on. I, uh, most of the time, I let people just kind of get by with whether they listen to the podcast or not, but JT's a close enough friend that I harass him on whether or not he's heard the episode. So it's good, it's good to have JT on because I'm going to guilt him into listening to it either way. Welcome, JT. Appreciate it. Yeah, I did finally listen to all those, by the way. <laughs> so today, today I'm excited about what we're going to be visiting about because we're going to be talking about asking for help and, and when you're stuck. Um, this last week, I told JT this. We Sarah Lynn and I and the kids went up to a cabin in Island Park, and we had a fun time just being able to hang out in the snow. The snow was super deep. And I recently just bought a new truck. And this truck is something that I love. It's amazing. <laughs> and and I decided, I'm like, you know what? Now that I'm legit and I have this truck, I'm going to go out into the snow. So I go out into the snow with my boys, and I saw this trail in Island Park. I'm like, that looks like the perfect trail. But five feet in, literally only five feet into that trail, it was just so deep that I couldn't move and my tires were spinning and I was really, really grateful to have cell phone service. And I picked up the phone and called a friend who I knew was in Island Park. And he and a few other friends that were in the area came and took pity on me and pulled me out of being stuck. And that call, it was, it was funny, JT. When they came over to help me out, the very first thing that they said to me was, hey, is this your, is this your first time getting stuck? And... And, uh, they said that they were grateful to help me. And I'm like, well, it's embarrassing for me to get helped. Why does it seem like that? That it has to be embarrassing to ask for help. I think mostly because people that are as ruggedly good looking as I am just don't get stuck. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no, it is, it is hard. To, it is hard to ask for help. And that, and that was what kind of initiated these thoughts for me is I thought, you know, it was, I was hesitant to pick up the phone and, and call somebody, but the truth was I was stuck and there wasn't anything I was going to do one way or another. And, and it got me thinking about the power and the importance of asking for help when we're stuck and I'm, and we're coming up to the new year. We're just, we're just getting into the new year. And sometimes we need help outside of ourselves and being able to ask for help goes a long way. So I want to I want to cover three different things. One, I want to cover when when is the right time to call out for help, how to call out for help, and three, who to reach out to help for. Um, and JT, I'm I'm in my forties now, and I've already forgotten what the what the order was. What was what was number one? When when um, I I think there's there's a time for all of us where we're just truly in need of help. Um, and, and the research shows that we, we tend to not know when to reach out for help. And when we do, sometimes we do it ineffectively. Have you ever, JT, have you ever been in a room in church or somewhere else where someone's like, Hey, we need volunteers that will come and help the Smiths move this weekend. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and there's this weird, awkward silence where nobody says anything. No one wants to say anything. And then you have the same two people that feel guilty and raise their hand. Yep. And I think you're one of those two people. Usually I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, 
And and one of the one of the frustrating things about sometimes when we don't know how to ask for help, we're the person that says, "Hey, does anybody want to come help?" Nobody raises their hand. Nobody volunteers. And if we're not careful, we're left with the idea that people don't like helping or this group of people doesn't like helping. So social psychologists have done a lot of work on the most effective way to ask for help because they had this phenomenon. They would, they would study these instances where someone would be abused in front of hundreds of onlookers. And, and the research showed that you would have hundreds of onlookers while somebody's getting abused or attacked and nobody would call the police. And so social psychologists would study this and say, what in the world is happening here and how does this be more effective? Because the person that's being abused is yelling, somebody help me, mm-hmm. somebody help me. And, and they, they determined that the reason why people didn't help wasn't because people weren't good. Because I believe that people do want to help. They didn't help because they always assumed that somebody else is doing it. So there's, there's uh, the sociologist found out that if someone was in one of those instances where they're being abused or attacked and there's lots of onlookers, if somebody just made eye contact with somebody and pointed to them, made eye contact and said, you, you call the police every time somebody takes action. And it's one of those things where when, when we're in instances of needing help, sometimes you'll maybe you have some of these friends on social media, they'll just say, today's a really crappy day. And they just say it to the whole world. And we all see those messages and we all assume that somebody is going to do something about it. Right. And, and if you'll notice, it's always those posts that have like nobody hitting the like button because no, no one wants to be the person that's, that's responding and not taking action. And everyone assumes that somebody that knows them well, or is, is more intimately involved in their life is going to help take care of it. Um, but, but in those instances where we're calling out for help, learning to be effective enough to look directly at somebody and say, you, you, you are my 911 in this instance. It's you that I need help from. Um, interestingly enough, it's, it's fitting that I have JT on this call because when I'm in one of those instances, JT is one of the people that I call when I'm stuck. <laughs> it's interesting because there really has two sides to that, right? There's the side of, do I ask for help and how do I know when somebody needs help? And there's that old saying that says, if you assume somebody needs help, you're going to be right 95% of the time. And I think that a lot of times we see high achievers like yourself and think that they don't need that assistance and that help, but they really do. And sometimes you've got to be the person to initiate that. Cause like in the example of church, the people that always do it are the people that don't have the time that are really, really busy and actually don't have the capacity to go do it, but they're going to figure it out. Right. But likewise, those are the people that probably need the help the most. And I'm actually a person that's received a lot of help in moving and moving and from you and other people, but there, there's a necessity of understanding when to help somebody and knowing that and having the skills to do it, but also the ability to ask is the other side that you're really talking about. And that's a big difference of actually being willing to just just humble yourself and knowing when to do it. Cause that's the first thing you said is when do you, when do you reach out for help? And usually people ask for help too late. Um, and, and they're, they're really deep. And if they, if they ask this a little bit earlier, it makes a huge difference on the effect of what's, what's offered a lot of times. Right. I love that. And, and it, with that, with that in mind, when, of course, when we need help, but how it's knowing that we have to go directly to a person, not a group, not a large 
gathering, we go to a person. Um, sometimes people would, uh, you'd call someone and say, hey, can you help with this service project? And they say, well, if you can't get anybody, call me back. It's like, no, I, I'm, the likelihood of someone helping goes way up through the roof if we can call somebody and say, I need your help. Would you be willing to help me? The language is really important when you're asking, right? Instead of, hey, I'm looking for people to help. Do you know anyone that wants to help? That, that's just not effective. So I think, I think being able to ask and learning from what the social psychologists have determined in those instances, asking directly for help and being specific on what the help is. And, and I can't help but think uh, there's been some things in, in uh, social media that I've been reading or in the news lately about people with, with suicide, with difficulties and challenges that are unseen until what seems to be too late. And, uh, and I was thinking about some of the most effective people to help. They say, they say friends are uh, those that know the worst things about you and still choose you. And sometimes we have all of these associates, but the way that I defined friend in a conversation earlier today was a friend is somebody that you reach out to when you're in your depths of pain and difficulties. That small group of people, those are friends. And those right. are who you call, especially in the, in the dark times and the difficult times. I think sometimes people say, wow, they have tons of friends. Look, there's only two to five people in my life that, that I would call to help bury a dead body. Is that, is that how the saying goes? I'll grab the shovel. Yeah, you'll grab the <laughs> shovel. Um, but, but our friends, our deep friends, those, those are people to reach out to and help. And, and, um, I, I kind of, I think early in my life growing up, I thought of professional counseling as one of those things that people that were, that were weak and, and, uh, yeah, really, I think in my mind as a kid, I thought, oh, people that go to counseling, those are for weak people. And in hindsight, now as an adult, I look at it and I say, yeah, that's probably true. They're for weak people. And we're all weak. Absolutely. <laughs> and so it's, it's, not, it's not weakness in the, in the negative sense. It's the weakness in the we're human and we have challenges. And there are professionals that can be a blessing to people's life and help them through, through difficult times. Um, and, and also, uh, over this last few years, I've, I've picked up more clients doing professional coaching, not as a, not as a counselor, but as a coach and coaches, whether it's sports, whether it's life, whatever it might be, coaching and coaches play a crucial role in our life and, and church leaders. Um, many of us have church leaders and those trusted ecclesiastical leaders that can give us guidance in ways that are crucial when we need help. I think it's really interesting when you talk about that, that, you know, you think about a professional athlete or, you know, some top performer in music, they still have voice coaches. They still have music coaches. They still have people that make them practice and hold them accountable. And so often in our lives, we think everything needs to look and be easy because that's how it appears on social media or on TV and stuff like that. And so there's sometimes I think that that idea that we don't, you know, not to ask for help, but also who to ask for help. Um, and I think we forget that we need those coaches in our lives. We need those friends that are willing to look us in the eye and say, dude, that's, that's not what's going to happen right now. That's not the right thing to do. And I think that there's, there's a, a missing component of that in, in society right now. It's not okay to have that debate and that discussion about like, no, it's not how this is like, I'm, I, I can't do that. Right. But I can 
hold you accountable. I can stand up and say, we're going to, we're going to do this together and be with you on that. And that's, that's empathy, I think at a high level, but it's that, which is the antithesis of the shame of society, which says it's got to look easy. You've got to be doing it by yourself. You've got to be doing all those things alone and, and, and nobody's there to help you. You're, you're completely by yourself. So big difference of having a coach and having a friend that's willing to do that too. No question. And, and the professional coaching, the counseling, those friends, church leaders, all of these people, they're anxiously waiting to bless your life, to help you in your time of need. And so I, I think in, in closing, I just say, man, if you need help, when you get stuck, when you're spinning your wheels and you can't get out, including in new Chevy trucks in snow, when you can't get traction, you've got to have someone that can help pull you out. And there are people around that can help pull you out, but you have to be specific in how you ask for help, ask to people specifically instead of to big groups, and the likelihood of success and the help to get out is there. Friends, I hope you have a wonderful week. Love you. Grateful for you. JT, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me.